The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Howdy ho, Degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 246, going to go out to Puck Diorca, um, who is someone's alias in our Discord, who has been causing a lot of shenanigans in there. I told him I would dedicate an episode to him, even though I shouldn't support the shenanigans, but you know me. I like my nonsense and shenanigans. So Puck Diorca, this one goes out to you. Um, thanks for coming to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. This is one of our no UFC, no problem episodes. We'll get in and out of your ear holes quickly. I promise you we're going to break down five fights from the Brave CF promotion, a uh, Middle Eastern promotion, uh, which we have not actually uh, not. It's not Middle Eastern, is it? It's in uh, it's in actual Asia, I believe. But uh, I'll bring in my expert to, to give you all the info on it uh, in a moment. But we haven't broken down any fights on here yet. So we're going to give you Brave cf this week and then with no ufc this week pfls wisely are, is running their big year-end championship um episode show event uh this weekend um where everyone wins a million dollars if they win the championship so we're going to break that down on wednesday prelims thursday main card so we're going to treat it like it's the ufc so that's what you get in your ears for thanksgiving hopefully you're thankful americans so um I think that's enough rambling for me. Let's bring in the one and only Gumby Vreeland to tell us all about Brave CF and why we should care about it. So first of all, uh, I want to touch quickly on PFL. It is wise that they're running an event uh, on the UFC off week. Did you know that it was on pay-per-view? I was just going to say, I know where you're (laughs) headed with this. I wonder... Is it on pay-per-view up here in Canada, though? Do you know? Is it pay-per-view I, everywhere? I don't, sure? I don't know, but I do know they're asking me to pay $40 to watch Stevie Ray fight Olivier Aubameur. I think it's more yeah. than that. I think it's like $49.99, I think. Was it $49.99? It was either $39.99 or $49.99, but regardless... Uh, I think they like tricked the, you with the 99s. I like those fighters quite a bit. Uh, I love Olivier Aubameur. I love Stevie Ray. I'm not paying 40 or 50 bucks to watch that fight in PFL. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not paying 50 bucks to watch Kayla Harrison kill Larissa Pacheco for a third time. Well, this is her last tournament though. Oh, who gives a shit? Like, like no, the, the tournament's not real anyway. It's filled with 35ers and 45ers and they make them fight at 55 so that she can fit in a weight class and not have to cut weight six times in a year. Um, so that's, first of all, it is yes. Wise to do it on a week off, not wise to put it on pay-per-view. Um, they're going to sell six of them, uh, and that probably will not cover whatever broadcast cost they would have gotten for putting it on uh, a regular channel. Now, that being said, here's why you should care about Brave. So Brave, by the way, is an outstanding organization that we keep getting lots of fighters in the UFC from. Uh, this this is where Kamzat came from. Kamzat Shemaev is a— I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a Brave CF guy. Um, it, uh, Ikram Aslakarov, who is off Watch of the— mouth. 
he was off of the last season, the ultimate fighter. He's the one who won by devastating Kimura in like a minute and a half. <laughs> devastating Kimura. I don't think that's ever been said. Was yeah, it devastating? But, no, you, you don't remember this one. We were instantly What's like, his name again, Ikram Alyssa Karov. <sighs> oh yeah. Okay. I remember that name now. Yeah. Yeah. He like pinched the guy's head and like stuck his hand behind his back really quick. It was Mario Souza. I think he'd be, um, who was getting his second or third crack at the contender series. Um, and if I remember correct, Yanni was like, oh, he's been here before. And it's like, yeah, and he lost. <laughs> and he lost that time, Yanni. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. They, so first of all, they keep giving us really great guys. Um, it, it's one of the places that is able to tap into, as you'll see on our card today, it's a place that's able to tap into European talent because um, they're originally headquartered out of Bahrain. So they got a lot of European talent, but also get a lot of African talent and Middle Eastern talent, um, as well as like a couple of Asian fighters once in a while. And this one is in Indonesia. So while it is usually a Middle Eastern promotion, they are over in Asia this time. Um, but still, the international flavor and the way that they pull from like lots of different countries always means that you get like some real sleeper fighters that you hadn't heard of until they come to Brave. And it's quality fights usually? Um, yeah, and, and there are, I mean, we, we are going to do the whole main card here. So the main card is yeah. five fights here. And I would say, um, you know, like three of them, really great fights. Two of them, uh, one of them has a great fighter in it, uh, but he needed to fight a replacement fighter. And that fighter is going to get murdered on live TV. Um, and then in the other one, like fun prospecty kind of guy trying to see if he can, you know, prove that he's more than a prospect. Cool. Let's jump into it. After I tell you about win, of course, ready to win money and boost your odds. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on Winbet. Be on the lookout for the Winbet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. During the Winbet win hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on Winbet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Winbet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you would need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Win, bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Plus, you're 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, as as we said, Brave CF, Brave Combat Federation number 66 is going down Saturday, November 26, 6 a.m. Eastern time. We didn't mention that part. 6 a.m. Eastern time, Dan. Uh, that's for uh, that's for the prelims, I believe. That's true. La- last I checked, I think the main card is 9.30 a.m. So you get some Saturday uh, morning MMA. There you go. Saturday morning MMA um, coming to you from... Indonesia, Bali, Indonesia. They fight in a cage, sadly. It's not some crazy thing in the jungle or something. Uh, Ten bouts are on the card. Uh, as Dan said, we are going to break down, or he's going to, well, I'll give you info. He'll tell you who to pick. Uh, the five-fight main card, we don't have any odds yet, right? We're going to do Gumby Vreeland odds on this one? Yeah, the odds aren't out yet, but they're usually pretty good at releasing Brave odds. Uh, and, and a lot of sports books cover Brave stuff, and especially in a dead week. I, I think you'll see them in your book. Uh, not long after hearing this podcast. So the sports books are brave, you could say. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 see what he did there. <laughs> oh, 
middleweights. We're going to start with. So I, <laughs> I think Dan picked this because there's a card because there's a lot of fun names for me to say on it. I think that's what's really going on here. Starting here, Zagid Gatorov. I guess it's not that hard if I said it right. Versus Abel Britis. Britis? Brits? Brits. That should be the I, easy part, and I'm butchering it probably. I think it's Brites, but. Brites. Oh, fancy. Fancy Australian. Uh, Abel Brites versus Gatorov. Or Ga- is it Gatorov? Gatorov. Gatorov, fine. Uh, Brites, we'll tell you about first. 13 to 7. Three knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. This is his brave debut. He's won one straight fight and one of his past three. Used to fight. Okay, the, remember, this is a middleweight fight. Used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at featherweight. Uh, 2011 was his pro MMA debut. Gaidarov, three and one, one knockout, two submissions. So he's finished all his fights. He's won three straight fights. He's lost his debut and then reeled off three straight. And he's one and oh in Brave. And sadly, that's all the info I can tell you. I'm sure Dan has seen all these men's fights. Uh, and he can tell you more info. Yeah, I have. Uh, and Brites is a guy who has fought lots of people you've heard of. Um, he, You know, you mentioned he used to fight down at lightweight. He actually beat Brad Riddell by armbar. Um, and, and he beat J- or he lost to Jamie Malarkey shortly thereafter. Um, and he's fought lots of guys who are in the UFC, even outside of those two. He fought Callan Potter. He fought Damian Brown. Um, so, like, he's fought, like, four or five UFC guys. Um, and including having beaten Brad Riddell, uh, although that was after being taken down, he armbarred him pretty quickly. He's got really good jujitsu. Um, the only thing is when he's on the feet, what he does is he like really sits down on his punches and just wings them out there, uh, which is fine because he has lots of faith in his jujitsu. I'm going to take Gadarov here, though, because Gadarov does a similar thing on the feet. He kind of wades in, throws big hammers. I think his hammers are a little bit more dangerous. Uh, if you watch his last fight, um, which I may or may not have a video of that I might post in the Discord. So if you're in the, if you're not in the Discord, get in sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord, and I'll send you guys a video of this guy Darov guy. Uh, sometime on Monday, I will send you the video um, so that you can see him just absolutely dead the guy who he fought last, um, and it's terrifying. It's like one of the scariest things you've ever seen. Um, so, like, he already throws better hammers. And also, I would just say in general, he's really good at taking people down. Um, he doesn't always lean on it as much as he should, but he's a combat Sambo guy. So he, like, fights like a combat Sambo guy. So I, I think Gadarov's got more ways to win. I, I think Britis is good, but most likely, because he's got so many losses on his record, will probably post as an underdog here. So you'll probably get Gadarov around like negative 200, uh, maybe negative 225. And, and I like him at that number. Is he a Koopa? He throws hammers. Is he a Koopa Troopa? Oh, Koopa, Koopa Troopa. I, I, did you say Mario? It's Mario. 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 Yeah. Ma- Mario. Mario, Mario, whatever. <laughs> Super Mario. I guess it's Mario. Um, what did you say? Minus 225? Yeah, negative 225. And I'll take him I'm there. glad I'm entertaining you so much, Dan. <laughs> you are. It's good. It's good. Yeah, you get good, that, that Canadian accent thing's really coming in on he this one. He does not laugh at his other co-host, let me tell you, on his <laughs> Top Trade All-Made podcast. He, who butchers names, he does not laugh at him. Um, all right. I almost messed up this one. Next fight is heavyweight. I started doing the stats for Junior Taffa's brother. And then I went, wait a minute. This is a different Taffa. This isn't the UFC Taffa. This is Junior Taffa. He's fighting heavyweight fight against Nicholas <laughs> Georgievic. Yeah, right? it's not that hard. Georgievic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I assume Taffa is a brother, correct? Yeah, it's his little brother. Okay. Of Justin. That's the guy's name, right? Yep. Correct. Let, let me tell you about Taffa. 
the the junior. He's two and zero with two knockouts. This is his brave debut. He's a pro, was or was a pro boxer and kickboxer. He's 15 years younger than Georgievic, one inch taller. Don't have reach control, unfortunately. Georgievic, chief. You can, oh, sorry, chef. Is he a chef, Dan? I don't know, but it's chief. chief. I thought him chief. Chief would be a funny nickname. <laughs> chief. Chef is a funny nickname as well. Yeah. Uh, he's four, four and three with two submissions. He's been knocked out three times. Two. He's won two straight fights, both of them via submission. He did he just fight yesterday? I had him listed as fighting possibly yesterday. Let me see. So so he was supposed to fight in a okay. different promotion. Yeah, technology um, Adam. I, I'm guessing because this fight got booked and I don't see results for that promotion. I'm guessing what happened was that fight got canceled and he was able yeah. to jump into this one. Okay. That makes sense. Uh he used to fight at light heavyweight. Go ahead. So first of all, Jurjevic worries me quite a bit here because he's old. Um he's he's 41 years old. Uh and he's four and three which is uh, because he's up against like such a big name prospect in junior top of here. I got to imagine he's going to post as a massive underdog. We're, we're talking uh, plus 300 plus 325, somewhere in that range. Probably could even be bigger than that. Might even get close to four. Um, but with that being said, Tafa, despite coming from a kickboxing background is very sloppy on the feet. He throws real wide. Um, and as you noted, Georgievic is is coming in here with really good submission skills. He's got some fairly good wrestling, and you really don't want this guy on top of you. He's got, like, good arm triangle chokes. He's got, like, good movement to the back. And against a kickboxer who's never been tested on the ground, if I'm going to take a stab at an underdog here, I think Georgievic is the type of person who could test Tafa. And if you're going to get him over plus 300, I think that's the right play here. So I'm going to go with the big dog here in Georgievic plus 300, plus 400, plus somewhere in that range. My goodness gracious. Wouldn't that be nice? And you've been hitting these. So, hey, yeah, I hit do, do Nascimento on the LFA uh, co-made event beating Justin Wetzel. Um, I believe that one was plus 300, plus 300, plus 350. And he had that flying knockout. So, yeah. We, we've been hitting the uh, the regional level. And I had judo gym the week before that. Yeah, he's not afraid to tell you either. So there you go. Um, <laughs> what are we going to move to? We're going to drop way down from heavyweights to half, people half their size. This will be Bantamweights. Is it Nkosi Dibeli? Nkosi Dibeli. Dibeli versus Fajar. You know, he, he's not Fedor. Fedor is fighting Ryan Bader. Uh, this is Fajar. Um, F-A-J-J-A-R. It's probably Fajar, right? I I'm probably think so, right? but I'm not positive. <laughs> He, and, you know, you can call him Macho Camacho with the K. Um, he <laughs> is. His nickname is Macho Camacho. Macho Camacho with yes. Not the boxer. And it's spelled with K-A-M-A-C-H-O. So, yeah, apparently. I'm into that's it. How, you can call Fahar <laughs> that. Uh, he's four on one, two knockouts, one submission. This is his brave debut. He lost his MMA debut and then won four straight. He's not lost a fight since that debut. Like I said, May 2017 was when he started. He's 1-0 in the biggest promotion in the world, one championship. He also was the regional champion. In the belly. In the belly. In the belly. There's there's our title. Dan, in the belly is the title of this, this episode. Okay. Okay. Works for you? <laughs> Works uh, for me. He's king. So we got king versus Macho Camacho. Uh, in the belly is 5-1 with three knockouts. He's been submitted one time. He's won four straight fights. He All of his fights have been in Brave. Uh, don't have his age. He's a mystery man. Uh, three inches taller than Fahar. That's all I got for you. Yeah, so I think this one is probably going to be lined pretty closely because Fajar is at least fought decent competition and won. 
and and they got similar records. Um, and they've got really interesting styles as far as a clash here. So Fajar is a guy who uh, he likes to strike, but occasionally he will shoot the takedown. But the weird thing about him is he only seems to shoot single leg takedowns. Um, like when he fails on a single leg takedown, he just keeps ripping at that same single leg takedown. Uh, he doesn't transition to a double or stand up and get into a clinch or like he just like once he's on a single leg, it's like single leg or die. And, and luckily, a single leg is pretty good. But like it seems like a weird thing to do wrestling wise. And I worry about that in a fight against Ndebele because he he's really long and he fights really well from distance. Um, He's got really good kickboxing. He works really well in the clinch. So like I, I think a guy who can only shoot a single leg is going to have to stand with him because I think, you know how when like, somebody shoots for a single leg on a super tall guy, they just use their like big jumps and balance and their long legs and, and stop that takedown. I think that's what's going to happen here repeatedly. So I think Ndebele is probably going to win this fight on the feet. He's a little bit sharper there. He's also got great knees in the clinch. Those are worth noting too, like really great knees in the clinch. He's going to be a favorite here. I'll say negative 175. Uh, probably not all the way up to negative 200, but like negative 175. Um, and, and I like him at that number too. I think him and Goderoff would probably make a pretty nice parlay. I'm in the parlay. So in the belly is your pick, correct? Correct. No, I'll pay attention. Once you start talking, I just zone out. <laughs> all right. Uh, come in event time. We're going down another weight class flyweights. Asu Almabayev. Almabayev. Ken- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said versus Ken okay. Manigot. Um is Manigat, is there something we should know about him? He's 1-0. What's, what's he doing in, the, in this promotion in the co-main event? He's he's a late replacement. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I, I, I Googled, like, seeing if he's, like, maybe he's, like, a kickboxer or, like, some other. Uh, he's he's good at some other martial art, but no. Okay. He's a late replacement. That's what he's good at. Uh, his nickname's Smooth, which is someone else's nickname as well. He's 1-0 with one knockout. This is his debut. Two inches taller than Alma Bayev. And he's taking this to short notice, apparently. Alma Bayev's nickname. Zul, uh, let me see. Zulfikar. <laughs> Zulfikar. Do you know what that means? Yeah, it's a. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's like a uh, Arabic sword. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when I googled it, it said spine splitter. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it's a sword. Up. Yeah, I think it's a sword. That splits spines. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. The best be kind of guess. sword, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take that in the in the belly, though, would I? Ooh, hey. hey. <laughs> Spine splitter is 16 and 2. Three knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out one time. 3 and 0 in Brave. He's won 12 straight fights. He's not lost since April of 2017. He used to fight at Bantam Weight. Go ahead. Yeah, so he was supposed to fight a guy named uh Magomed Idrisov, who comes from Bahrain and is 7 and 0. Another highly touted prospect won his brave debut against another really good prospect had won in octagon a whole bunch of times fought in uh, IMAF uh, in the European championships won the European championships. So like he was supposed to fight another heavily touted prospect. Sadly, Adrizov had to back out and they were like, who can we even find to fight Almabayev? And they found this dude. He's here. He's going to show up to fight. But this is going to be a bloodbath. Uh, this this shouldn't be allowed, I don't think. Um, based on what I saw of Manangat, is like he's a he's from the Philippines. He's got some Muay Thai background, but looks kind of miserable on his feet. He shoots like naked takedowns with like no feints to get inside or no 
no hands to like set him up. He just like, like if, if you were doing takedown drills in a gym, that's what it looks like he's doing in a fight. And those don't look good. And he's fighting all who is like one of the most highly touted dudes coming out of brave. He very easily could wind up being in the UFC pretty shortly. He's got great wrestling. His jujitsu is really good. He's got powerful hands. He's like beating a whole bunch of dudes you've heard of. Like he's coming off of a win over Zach Makovsky, who he took down. He took down Zach Makovsky, like former UFC level talent, Zach Makovsky. Um, and he's fought dudes like, you know, like one of his only losses was in his like third or fourth fight. He fought Tagiru Lombikov. So like he has fought top level dudes over and over. He's beaten the hell out of them and they're letting him fight basically a novice. The odds here should be negative 3000. But if I had to guess, I'm going to say they come in at like negative 1400. This is going to be like a Bellator ass looking line. Yeah. Bellator ass looking line also would be <laughs> a good title, but I, I like in the belly. So um, we'll have to say that for that would, another That would tour ass looking line. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of long too. All right. Our main event. <laughs> Our middleweights, Chad Hennicom versus In Jai La. Correct? Correct. Yeah. La. All right. Um, In Jai La, 11, 1, and 1 with one knockout. A lot of ones there. And he's been knocked out one time. Oh, my gosh. Um, 1 and 0 oh in Brave. There's another one. He's won three straight fights. Was the Road FC champion. 2009 was his Pro MMA debut. That's all I got for him. Don't have his reach info, which matters because the guy he's fighting is six inches taller than him. So you got to think he'd have a reach advantage too. Unless he has got those little T-Rex arms, it would be Hanukkah Superman. He is another Superman. He's eight and two, two knockouts, four submissions, but knocked out once. He's won two straight fights and four of five, four and two in Brave. Used to fight at light heavyweight, as I said, half a foot taller than the law. Yeah, here's here's another guy who I actually think could be UFC level talent pretty quickly. Um, Chad Hanekom. I'm gonna pick him in this fight. I think he's probably not gonna be a huge favorite over NJ Law because NJ Law is um, you know, he he's got a pretty good record in his own. He he comes here from Road, um, where he won the Road FC title. Um, he was Road FC champ. He eventually lost that um to Hey Jung Yang. Hey Jung Yang. Hey Yang Jung. One, one of those two. Um, he lost to one of those guys. And uh, so, like, he he comes from a good background. He's already fought once in Brave. He looked good in that fight. Hanukkah, though, like you mentioned, is so much bigger and is going to be so much bigger. He's, like, a very tall, lanky uh, heavyweight, but – or uh, middleweight, rather. But he, he does some really, really smart things with that length, too. He kicks the legs exceptionally well. Um, and – uh, it, it's actually something we've seen be a problem within Jay Law before is like, he, he gets his legs kicked too much. So like, I think that's a first good entrance here. The other thing is Hennecom actually wrestles really well for a guy of his build, which is, is pretty wild. Um, you know, we, we mentioned Ikram Liskarov before who came, uh, to the UFC by way of uh contender series looked like an absolute world beater there. Hanukkah actually split decisioned with him uh, and, and Eliz Karoff won that split decision, but Eliz Karoff could not wrestle him. He had a lot of trouble getting him to the ground. He wound up like probably winning on clinch control more than anything, which is kind of a weak way to win. But Hanukkah hung his own in that fight. Um, and like I said, he's just an absolute dominating force in terms of his leg kicks and in his own wrestling when he can get his wrestling going. So, yeah, I, I really like uh, I really like Hanukkah. Hanukkah is also beat. I'm looking at his record now because I pulled it up. 
he actually beat a guy who was on contender series this past year too, Leon Aliu, uh, who was in, uh, who lost to Bruno Faria. Um, so like it, that, that guy's only losses are to Hedekom and Faria. So, uh, yeah, like I, I'm a big fan of Hedekom here. I, I think he's probably only going to be like negative 150 favorite. And I think that's a steal. All right. So there you go. Hedekom, Almabayev, Indebelli, uh, Djurkovic is the big underdog, hopefully, and Gadarov are Gumby's picks. Uh, maybe we'll do a quick recap of how Invicta went this past week, because that was our last non-UFC episode we did. First, I want to tell you about, I was going to tell, uh, tell you about the SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store, SGPN gear, especially the MMA gambling podcast gear, which is our favorite gear in there. But all the gear is good. It's a perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com, promo code D A L L A S S U C K S. All right, Invicta, your picks didn't do so hot. Um, I'm sure you have excuses, so go ahead. No, it, it was, um, I, I don't necessarily have excuses. Uh, it was mostly underrating and overrating people's grappling. So, yeah. In the first fight, which I missed, uh, Melissa Odessa Parker did lose to Elise Pone. I said, you know, the boxer, um, you know, Pone had just kind of been bullied by Helen Peralta in her last fight. Uh, and she was fighting somebody who was a similar build and a similar style to Parker or uh, to uh, to Peralta. And what she just did was she like wrestled in. It turns out Elise Pone has this like excellent ground game that we had never seen out of her before. So like. She, she just whipped that out of nowhere. And if she comes with that game, she's actually kind of an exciting fighter to watch. Now it's, it's kind of a bummer. She's as old as she is because while she, uh, while she looks like she's just maturing and she's two and one and she's, uh, looks like she's maybe 16 years old, she's actually 37. So that's, uh, kind of disappointing, but then, uh, Carolina Wojcik came through the way that I thought she would. Uh, she out wrestled and outstruck Gloria DePaula, um, Valeska Machado, uh, you know, did a little bit better than I thought she would against Indiana Silva. Silva, we, we talked about her being 20 and like not 100% knowing what she's made out of. She just didn't have very good entries into her takedowns. She she like clearly has takedowns. She clearly has boxing and she clearly doesn't know how to put them together yet. So Machado moved on to the finals against Wojcik. Uh, Danny McCormick's grappling looked better than I thought it would. Um, she wound up putting it on Maria Mraz or uh, Marina Mraz, Maria Mazar. Um, Claire Guthrie, uh, got her grappling going a little bit better on Bridget Chase than I thought. Chase looked good though. I I'm happy with that pick. I picked the dog there in Chase and, uh, didn't come through, but she looked all right. Um, and then Talia Bernardo, uh, looked as good as I thought she would against Katarina, uh, Katharina Lenner. Uh, so I, I won that one. And then I said, if it comes down to Carolina Wojcik and anybody in the main event, take Carolina Wojcik. And I stand by that statement only. Here's why I think I got burned on that pick. Because Valeska Machado is your new strawweight champion in Invicta. I think the one-night tournament killed Carolina Wojcik. Uh, because if you have to ask somebody to fight six rounds and to have like a weird half an hour, no, two-hour break in between those two fights, whose muscles are going to feel better? Somebody who like weirdly struck at distance for 15 slow minutes like Tina Black did or somebody who grinded nonstop for 15 minutes? I think Wojcik's long layoff, you know, like the, the two or three hours in between those rounds, just like tensed her all of her muscles up because she looked like she couldn't get anywhere near Machado. 
um, which is kind of upsetting because, like, I think she's the better fighter at the end of the day. So that sucks for Wojcik. But, hey, you know what? We're probably pretty close to seeing Tina Black in the UFC. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we should put some respect on Tina Black's name rather than make up the. the I don't uh, think so. I think I think she gets <laughs> out wrestled by any good wrestler. Yeah. Well, she just fought a good wrestler, Dan. Yeah. According but, to you. Uh, uh, yeah. But one. Yeah. Class, you you like, put a bunch of caveats. I know. I know. You layoff and had already fought three rounds before she got in the cage with her. And like, yeah, it, it's a weird situation to be in. And she did, you know, respect to her for winning what she won. But at the same time, like, it's kind of like, can you say she's the best having won that? I don't know. Give her a five round fight with Wojcik. I think it goes different. I just enjoy that. I, I make you uh, talk about all your failures here to everyone. It's good. I make you yeah. dissect everything that but you I did got, wrong. But I got, I got two or three of those right, which is two or three more than you did. You got one of those right, damn. But anyhow. No, I didn't. Wojcik won. <laughs> Wojcik won. I got that one right. I got Tulia Bernardo right. Yep. All right. That's, uh, oh, that's, that's right. more okay. than you got right. Yeah, it's true. Um, here's a tweet. <laughs> Breaking news tweet. Let me see if it's from a... Uh, it says New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement notified the state sports books today that they are prohibited from taking bets on fights that James Kraus is involved in as a coach, trainer, promoter, or fighter. So it's getting even more fun. This yeah, is from I, David I Payne Purdom. Uh, yeah, I saw ES, that ESPN. before we started recording, which is interesting for me Ooh, because he, here's the other thing that that's interesting about that because they mentioned him in any capacity. Do you know? He he is the owner of a promotion that we sometimes talk about on yes. here, yes. Um, which obviously throws a wrench into things for that for promotion, right? <laughs> for, I mean, for us, right? Because oh, I guess if, if we're betting on it from New Jersey, because it seems like other states might still allow betting on his stuff. But like, does that also mean that if you're in New Jersey, you just can't bet on, you know, like the next Brandon Moreno fight? Yeah. It's because Brandon Moreno is fighting in January, yeah, right. right? Yeah, like they he keeps yeah, he, he keeps picking up more fighters too, which yeah, interesting. There, it's the Miles Johns wasn't with him originally; he was with uh, Fortis, right? Yeah. Oh, um, there, there's one that you're gonna get in, on December third. You're gonna see Marcelo Rojo fight, um, who used to fight out of that interim team in Mexico. And uh, he moved up so that he could keep working with Brandon Moreno. So he, you won't be able to take action on Marcelo Rojo in New Jersey. Yeah. Huh, huh, huh. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Huh. Yeah, that's yes. wild. <laughs> They've thrown a spanner in the works, as the British like to say. So, yeah. Um, if you live in New Jersey, maybe it's time to move. I'm sure there's plenty of reasons not to live in New Jersey. But here, here's another one for you. You can't fight on any glory MMA fighter. So. What more? What more do you need, Jens? Get out of New Jersey. Um, I think that's enough chat, chit chat for you guys. Hopefully, uh, I say guys because I, I guess some girls listen. We decided about one and a half females who aren't related to us listen. That's probably I probably would take the under on that, but regardless, um, hope I'm saying guys as in a non-gender uh, specific guys. We've said enough. I'm starting to ramble, so thank you for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday. PFL. It's a PFL week, so we got PFL Wednesday and Thursday. For you, in the meantime, Discord, Dan told you about that. Uh, if Twitter is not burnt down when you hear this, our account is SGPNMMA that Gumby runs. His, his personal account is Gumby Vreeland, and I am Jeff Fox Writer. All our stuff is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And my additional MMA writing can be found at moneymma.substack.com. And Dan hosts the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which we'll tell you more about later in the week. Sound good? 
Sounds good to me. All right. You want to take us home? So I can go shovel. I've been trying wasting time so I don't have to shovel. <laughs> the snow's not melting, Dan. Sure. I'm Dan. We're going to be reeling. He's the Macho Camacho, Jeff Fox. <laughs> and we will see you on Wednesday.